Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a very special edition of Ladies Night because I have Lily Sheen here and you know you are kicking off a brand new series underneath the Ladies Night banner right now. No way. Oh, I'm very special. We are calling it the Ladies Night pre-party and it's going to give us the opportunity to highlight some really talented up-and-comers that people are bound to know very soon like you because the unbearable weight of massive talent is so damn good. Oh, thank you so much. This is so exciting. I love this movie. I'm so excited to talk about it with you. You should be very proud of it. All right. So all episodes of Ladies Night start here. What is the the movie, the performance, the personal experience, you name it, that first made you say, I have to be an actor? Ooh, I mean, I grew up loving movies. You know, it's always been a part of my life, obviously. And um, I think one of the first things that really kind of took me out of my body and made me go, wow, this is like artful, was um, watching Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which it's incredible. I mean, I love that movie. I love Elizabeth Taylor and watching her kind of unravel over the course of the night. It's such an intimate movie. And I love watching women become unhinged. I love it. And I think there should be more movies like that to allow women to just kind of go crazy and, and push the boundaries and, 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 you know, just kind of become real people. I think it, it was phenomenal. So that made me really want to start kind of finding catharsis through film in the same way that I, I hope Elizabeth Taylor had through, through that film. All right. So then it is one thing to say to yourself, I want to be an actor. I want to do that. <laughs> it's another thing to, you know, really believe in yourself and also to start feeling that creative itch that you need to keep scratching. So do you remember the particular moment when I guess that just clicked and it made you say to yourself, this feels right to me and I'm down to do whatever it takes to keep having this feeling. Absolutely. I I was a part of um, a lot of like uh, amateur kid theater when I was growing up, which was really fun. And one of the performances we did was high school musical. And of course, I'm eight. I want to be Gabriella. I want to be the pretty girl. So I had auditioned and everything. And they put me as Miss Darbus, who is 
you know, the adult woman, she's probably the only adult in the entire thing. I had on the gray wig and glasses and everything. And I remember being really upset about it because obviously I wanted, you know, to have a fun costume, wear a cheer costume or whatever, you know. And um, being on stage, there was one time when we were doing the performance and I remember kind of standing there and wearing the costume and feeling this feeling in my stomach when I was, I was supposed to be yelling at someone. I think I was yelling at Troy or something like that. And feeling this feeling of like, oh, I'm, I'm really angry. I, I'm really angry at him. And I heard someone in the audience go, ooh. And I went, oh, okay, this is it. I'm done. I, I, I'm going to have to do this forever. It, it's, it's a singular experience to have that moment on stage, especially with live theater, you know? Firm reminder that there's no small roles. Even when you're not the lead, you can make a huge impression. Then it's what you make of the experience. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get into some screen credits here. So... Underworld Evolution was the first one. I know you were so, so young at that point, but <laughs> you know, the first on set experience can make a big impression. So do you have any particular memories from making that that have really stuck with you? And if you do, how did being on the set of like your first big feature in a starring role compare to the expectations that that set? Absolutely. I mean, it's very interesting because obviously I was working with my own family on, on Underworld, you know, so it, it was that kind of feeling of, support and you know it felt like a kind of family affair and interestingly enough it was the same feeling on this set for unbearable weight it was it was amazing to walk into a set that was really embracing me and embracing all of the actors and, and wanting everyone to do well and that's kind of a cornerstone of of family so I would say my experience on Underworld probably set me up uh to have this fantastic experience on unbearable weight but I did love it I, I think I I had to do something where I I paint on a cave wall um, and I remember feeling like that was probably going to be the one that got me the Oscar. So, you know, I'm still waiting to hear about that. So Massive Talent did wind up feeling like a family-like set. But I am curious, what was it like when you were ready to jump onto that set before you really knew everyone? But because before then, you had, you had always had your mom on whatever you were working on. And I know it can be kind of scary to rip yourself away from that. So were there any nerves before jumping onto Massive Talent? Definitely. I was very nervous. I mean, I really respect all of these actors and these creators, these artists that are, that are joining together to make this movie. So I wanted to make them proud, you know, and I wanted to do this movie justice. It's such a phenomenal script and it's so unique. And I love Nick Cage. He's just like, he's one of my heroes. And he's, I think one of probably, you know, we don't deserve an actor like this <laughs> and he's fantastic. So I, I think um, for me, the nerves really just came from wanting to be as good as my peers on this movie, you know? And, and they were incredible. Even if maybe I wasn't as good as them, they, they definitely made me feel that I was part of the team and part of the family. And it was incredible. I'm so lucky to have been able to have this experience as my first, my first real movie. You very much hold your own opposite some real heavyweights in this business. Don't worry, you did great. Oh. You hit that level there. Um, that, back, backing up a little before we jump into massive talent full force. So, if I'm correct, your last on-screen experience, uh, your on-screen credit before this was Everybody's Fine. And then there's this big old gap between that and Massive Talent. Can you kind of give our viewers the sense of what you were up to between those two films and why Massive Talent felt like, you know, the right project and also the right time to jump back into it? Of course. I mean, on Everybody's Fine, I was, I think, nine or ten. And I, I still went through the process of auditioning and everything. I actually didn't get it. Um, when I first auditioned, I, they said it was something about height difference. I looked too short or I looked too tall or something. And then 
towards uh, closer to filming, I think the other actress dropped out and I got to do it, which was interesting. I thought that was very funny, but I had a phenomenal time and it was with Robert De Niro. I was getting to act opposite him. So that was also incredible, kind of set me up to start acting with icons, clearly. Um, but I then, you know, I was in school. I went through school. My parents were very adamant about me having an education, which I really respect, um, and having, you know, some semblance of normalcy through my life. So I think, you know, throughout the years, I've just been trying to kind of learn how to be a, a human person, you know? Um, so that's what I've been up to. But when I moved to New York for school, you know, that's when I started auditioning again and, and trying my best. And I, I, you know, I've been putting in the hours and I'm very lucky to have this helping hand through my family to, to kind of lead me through the industry a little bit, but I'm trying to just work as hard as possible. And that was what I spent the last few years doing, just working on, on trying to actually book something. And then finally this script came about. And I think maybe it's a testament to how much I just loved the script and loved the project and was such a fan of Nick that I, I really put my all into these auditions. And each one I thought was gonna be the last one. Every audition I was like, I'm just lucky that I got here. I'm lucky they're seeing me. And, and to finally get that call was phenomenal. I mean, I, I'm so excited to be part of this. It's like, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't really know where the bar goes from here after this. <laughs> I can assure you it's gonna keep going up and up. Oh, so many, so many follow-ups here. First, school in New York, NYU, right? Yes, yeah, did I you, did, I went to NYU. Did you study acting there? Yes, I was at Tisch. I did the, the Meisner program, which is ah. it was intense in itself. But um, I was auditioning at the same time. So I was trying to kind of put what I was doing in classes into my practical work outside. I always love hearing about studying a craft like that in school. So what's one thing that you learned in that program that you found really coming in handy on the set of Massive Talent? But then what's something that like all the studying in the world could never have prepared you for when you hit that set? Ooh, well, something that really prepared me was, I mean, Meisner, the emphasis is really on the connection with the other person. It's all about kind of being on that same level. A lot of the exercises are to do with repetition and, and really connecting with your scene partner. And that was really important to me, especially on this set. I think that's very similar to how Nick works. It, it's really, it's all about that relationship with the other person that you're acting with. And and I, I felt like that, I mean, that's such a great a great baseline of learning how to act. It's It's all about the other person and responding to how they respond to you, you know, and that's how acting happens. But something that you can never prepare for is just to suddenly act with someone that you look up to. I was so starstruck the entire time, you know, on set. I, I love Nick and he would never, you know, he was not, he was very humble and very real and grounded, you know, which made it easier for me to get over the jitters. But yeah, I don't think that will ever change. He's an icon. You can't really, you know, there's no amount of preparedness you can, you can do. Well, it's very, very understandable. All right, jumping into some early auditions now. I always love asking this because I think there's always great benefit to hearing what someone learned from something that didn't go well. So can you give oh, us God. one audition high, but then also one audition low, and then what you learned from that low that served you well in future auditions? Absolutely. I mean, definitely an audition high. Um, is anytime, I mean, it's not too specific, but anytime you kind of go into the room and, and you're working with another, you know, whoever's reading with you and, and they're really helping you to kind of connect it with the moment and with the scene and you start slipping into character in the moment. Auditions, you know, they're so strange. They're very bizarre and they're very unnatural, you know? So it's hard to kind of get that magic that you can really feel from acting where you embody that character. And if that comes through in the, in the audition room, that's a testament to whoever is, facilitating the process you know but a low I mean I have I have had my fair share of lows I would say 
testing out different accents. I think I've definitely learned that to do, you know, a Russian accent or a German accent or whatever, you probably should, um, should prep that for about a week and a half instead of assuming that you can do it because you can kind of do an American accent. Um, but I'm still, I'm still <laughs> working on, on my accent repertoire. See, that's the thing though. You live and you learn and now you know you have to work on it and soon enough, I'll see you doing another accent in the film. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about hitting the massive talent set. So obviously you had had experience before, you saw your parents work in the industry, but even with all that around you, what is something that, you know, might seem like a seemingly silly question about the way that films are made that, I don't know, maybe you were afraid to ask and wish you did early on? That's an excellent question. I was asking Nick a million questions. I kept having to ask him what a gaffer was, what a best boy was. You know, you see in credits of movies, this best boy. It's like, who is the best boy? Like, and what makes him the best? And so I asked Nick when we were on set, I was like, I'm so sorry, this is a very stupid question, but can you tell me what a best boy is? And he responded, it's to do with lighting and gaffing and whatever. Um, so stuff like that. I mean, all the jobs on set work together to make the movie what it is, you know? So they all have their own importance. And, and it, it has been really special to me to be able to learn about each individual person on set outside of just the actors, you know, because without them, the, the movie wouldn't be made. Here's another thing I love asking all the time. And I, I imagine like you might've learned more about these positions working on this, uh, this particular shoot, but who would you call the unsung hero of Massive Talent? Cause like, we know the cast, we know the director, we even know the cinematographer, but you know, someone who doesn't get the credit they deserve, but made a big difference in your day. Ooh, I mean, that's a, that's a, another great question. I, I think everyone was fantastic. I think probably the unsung heroes were the local crew in Hungary. They were amazing and, and they, I, I obviously this is one of my first movies and definitely one where I was actually an adult so I could be aware of how much everyone was working and they were so lovely. It was nerve wracking, you know, you're in a new city by yourself in a new country and, and you know, the actors are sort of separate and so you're spending a lot of time with the crew and the PAs, you know, all of them, they were so fantastic and really, really lovely. And we would have a lot of laughs. They, at the time, it was right when the Queen's Gambit came out. And I remember me and one of the PAs watched Queen's Gambit separately so we could come in and talk about it. And having those kind of relationships with those people really made the entire experience what it was. You know, it was fantastic. I can't say enough. Like that, they were so lovely. It's a good show to pick to talk about right there. Oh, well, oh, thank you. I, I'm being genuine. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that one. Uh, let's highlight a particular scene now. What is, what's something that you shot in this movie that made you go, like, I can't believe this is what it takes to make it look like that on screen, you know, like movie magic wise. Yeah, well, we have all those amazing action sequences through the movie and especially towards the end. I won't like spoil too much, but right at the end, you know, we, we're in the car and we're driving through the city and there's all these, you know, things going on. And, and for me, I'm just sitting in a sort of tricked out Jeep in a green screen, um, kind of with the rest of the cast having the thing shake side to side. And so in the moment I was going, oh God, I'm going to look very silly. I'm, I'm sitting back here looking insane. And then when I was watching the movie, it was like this insane rush. I went, oh my God, I'm like an actual action star. This is crazy town. So that was really fun for me. That really helped me to realize like, you know, what you're watching, especially during action sequences. It's so, there's so much work that goes into it in, in different locations and different mediums. So that was really interesting. I learned a lot from that. All right, let's talk a little bit about what you learned from your co-stars now. Is there anything that you saw Nick or Sharon do on the set of this film that maybe made you say, I'm going to put that particular technique in my back pocket and I can't wait to try it on my next movie? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're both, the, they're like 
two of the probably the most uh, fantastic actors of all time. Sharon is like a genius and she she's very multi-talented. She's always doing something. She's working in a different facet and she's very creative. So she would kind of do her day, very casually show up and be the funniest one on set and then go home and write an entire show, you know? So being able to see, especially from a woman, someone who is like really, really taking their craft seriously and is just at the top of their game and, and creating constantly. That was something that was really inspirational to me. Um, and then Nick, of course, I mean, he couldn't, I, I was so blown away by him. He's so fantastic and he's so talented and he draws inspiration from so many different places and it's like real world and also, you know, old kind of old fashioned uh, acting techniques, you know? And so being able to talk with him through kind of where his his acting career started and how it's kind of evolved over time. And also just about movies in general. He's like a massive cinephile and he has fantastic taste. So being able to kind of get those movie recommendations, I would go home and I would watch them and I'd be like, oh, this is it. You know, and he was getting inspiration from like old Elvis Presley interviews, you know, and, and all these random things that he was kind of bringing to the character because he found them interesting. And that's really cool, I think. That's something beautiful about acting is that, you know, we're, we're emulating real life to a degree. And so the most important thing you can do is be aware of real life and be aware of your surroundings and kind of notice things and take them into account. And he does that really, really well. Do you have an example of an old fashioned acting technique that he used that you don't see very often? Oh, I mean, I know that he he likes to look at stuff like theater, like no uh, and, and I think Kabuki, certain styles like that, which I was learning about in. NYU at the time I know he kind of goes through and he's very good about looking at different international styles because obviously western acting isn't everything you know this has been kind of like a tradition forever so I think what you can notice about his work they make a joke about it in the movie obviously they're like shamanic acting style or something but he has kind of created his own method you know and it is it's kind of a conglomeration of all these different of international styles and and old-fashioned styles and current styles and then you know it, it kind of all comes together in this man and it makes him larger than life be so fascinated to just like break that down piece by piece I know I wait I, I wish I could <laughs> all right I'm gonna put you on the spot creatively with this next one here so let's say they get the opportunity to turn massive talent into an anthology series and the next movie is gonna star another actor who would you pick to play themselves? And then what genre would the movie be? Ooh, that's tough. I really, really, honestly, this is so boring, but I don't know if any other actor could do this performance. Like, I don't think anyone else could, could step into this role and do this movie. It's such a brave choice by Nick. And it's a testament to how talented he is that he did this. So I would want to do a sequel with him playing the same character and maybe us in space. I think it could be fun to try out space or... Journey to the center of the earth style. Like, like I, I think that could be fun. For a sequel, the answer is always that, but in space. In space, exactly. You nailed yeah, it. With, yes, exactly. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. So we're going to always wind these down with some very random questions to get to know you a little bit better. First one up I have for you is, what is the most recent TV show that you have binge watched? Ooh, I'm watching this show Old Enough on Netflix. It's a Japanese reality show where little kids go and do errands for the first time. It's fascinating. It doesn't sound like much, but it is like a shot of dopamine into your brain. It's insane. These little babies can just get anything done and they don't cry at all. They're very brave. I cry when I go to the grocery store, so I'm very <laughs> impressed by them. It's amazing. I, I'm recommending it to everyone. I think everyone okay. should watch this. 
I could yeah. always use that kind of vibe in my life. I'll take that. <laughs> good, good. All right, next one here. What was the rap gift on Massive Talent? Actually, you can see it in the movie. There's a moment where I won't, again, won't spoil anything, but that, you know, you can see a lot of um, Nick's items from his career. And one of which is this pillow with his face on it, a uh, sequin pillow and you rub your hand and it's red and then you rub it back and it's just Nick's face. Um, and we got that at the end of the movie. I have it in my apartment just to freak people out with. I can't believe how many friends I have that actually own that. And I love it. No way. You yeah. Can't... They like sell oh, them on well, Etsy and right. stuff. Oh yeah. I think we need to try and get one of those in every house in America. I think. I'm, I'll jump right on board. I'll sign off this chat and I will go buy one right now. <laughs> Please. Okay. Okay, good. We should be getting commission for this then. <laughs> no, really. All right. How about if you could learn uh, a new skill or about a different profession through a role, what would you pick and why? Ooh, I, I find I, I love art. I've always been really fascinated with art and I'm not very good at art. I like to paint. I do it like kind of in a therapeutic way, but it's kind of like, you know, painting a dream or something like that. But I would love to be able to do like in Ghost when they do, you know, the ceramic, the bowl, the pottery. I would love to be able to do something like that and really like maybe mentor, uh, have a sort of, you know, follow an, uh, an artist around while they're actually working in their studio and learn from them. And, you know, that would be amazing. That would be sick. I would love that. All right. I'm going to end with my favorite one. It's a would you rather question. Would oh, you rather have to fake sneeze or fake vomit in a scene? Fake sneeze. I have, this is very interesting. I have really bad emetophobia, which is the fear of vomit. I've always been really scared of, of vomit. And I at one point had to do like a weird hypnotherapy course to, um, to try and overcome my vomit phobia, which is very embarrassing. Uh, I'll say I'm over it to a degree now, but I, I, I don't know if I'm over it enough to be able to, to oh. spit out pea soup right now understandable like I think I might have a touch of that myself it does scare me a little like I oh, can't yeah. watch it and I can't see anyone else do it anywhere it's horrible it's awful chain reaction as well all right you got to perfect that fake sneeze then okay yes I promise I'll do my best I'll do my best <laughs> all right I must let you go Lily big congratulations on massive talent and I can't wait to see what you do down the line we'll have you back on ladies night for the next project. oh thank you this was fantastic thank you so much for having me it's been really an honor very glad you enjoyed. Big thanks to everyone behind the scenes. I'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.